0: we built this city <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll built uh, this city welcome to foh a classic rock podcast for all of your classic rock needs jefferson starship I'm <laughs> gonna say davis again <laughs> uh-huh. Jef- Jefferson Davis, you know like Lillian's okay. triggered by Lincoln's <laughs> death because she was there in a past life. I want to talk about it sometime but that <laughs> time is not today. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually believe that just for the record, but I was like, "Lillian, do you want to go see this play with me?" And she's like, "Like sharp intake of breath. I don't know, please make me nervous." <laughs> and then I said it was because <laughs> I was in the same theater where Lincoln got shot in a past life. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just because I am an actor myself. She's and a trained... I oh. s- simply cannot get myself out of that mind frame <laughs> when I'm watching the theater. It's very hard okay. to escape. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> How now, brown cow? Anyway. Um, I no, it's a restaurant podcast. Yeah, it's about food and stuff. Um... <laughs> just... Any new listeners? We're joking around. Um, <laughs> that will happen. Trigger warning. We're going to be joking. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your safe space. Oh, oh my God. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Kelly, how was... I feel like we both have... You're a little bit sick. I'm a little sick. I'm a little bit you can rock feel and roll. Like my nodes you're a little, right through my your lymph nodes are swollen oh yeah uh i've been living the hard life for half a week yeah so we both have cool voices i feel like yeah very sexy (laughs) Very vocal fry on fucking lock um yeah i mean i was like i'm not drinking because i'm sick and then last night i had just two glasses of wine but still oh and an old-fashioned okay yeah i had i had a couple drinks (laughs) a couple two tree yeah um, how was your week? What happened? Any good service stories? One that didn't happen to me, but is very funny is yesterday my friend, um, was working brunch and, um, there were these kids that came in, uh, obviously with their parents, um, young kids and they were like running around the restaurant and, like playing on the floor and just like, it's not only like n- not Cool to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like not safe and it's a pizza restaurant. So like hot pizzas coming out of the oven and you know, you don't want to drop Any a pizza. Any number of things could happen. Could would hate to see your kids hurt by yeah, a hot hate pizza. Hate to see it. You hate to see it. So one of the other servers went up to one of the mothers and was like, Hey, um, this is really not safe. And and if we would really appreciate it, if you guys could kind of stay at the table and um and they were like of course of course we totally understand and of course the kids are just running around yeah nothing changed and then one of the kids like ran into this server and the mom like came and picked him up and was like can you just talk to him and explain it to him because he's not listening to me what and so the server was like stop running around because, like, what do you say? It's not your kid. That is crazy. Isn't that weird? God, fucking new Brooklyn parents. Yikes. It's just, like, I I think that. Like, no one has the sense of the public square anymore. (laughs) No consideration. They're like, it takes a village for everyone else to raise my child for me. But, yeah, I think it's just that, like, this, like, generation of Brooklyn parents that farms out their, like, child rearing to nannies and daycares and babysitters and, like, they just never take, are, like, taking responsibility for it. So, like, it's such a foreign experience to them. They're like, who can I... Right, right. This isn't my problem. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, he's not listening to me. It's like, because you've taught him that he doesn't need to listen to you. God, I think that like I would be a good parent in that sense, but I just like don't have the... Because it's like, it takes a lot of fucking work to be a good parent. Oh, yeah. Especially if you don't have any money. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, is I think these people are like, I'm a good parent because I can provide everything for my kid. Right. But not... Dang common sense. Dang common sense. I would be so horrified. I would be so scared of my parents if I did anything like that. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my god. One one mom look in my seat for life. Do you remember that show called like the slap on no. ABC? <laughs> and it's about how like it's about the aftermath of a a, a parent who slaps a child who's not his own. That's really funny, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just called the slap. That's really weird. Yeah, didn't last long. huh? No, <clears throat> Zachary Quinto was in it. Oh, I like him. I like him too. Yeah, um, that's really funny and deranged. Anyway, that's what I would have done. Like, can you can just you talk to him? <laughs> and across like, the face <laughs> absolutely. Here's no a... problem. <laughs> Sorry, that's my parenting style. What's uh-huh. yours? Uh-huh just kidding i obviously don't there's like so much research that says physical discipline like only destroys children emotionally but yeah you can't do that of course of course yeah but also i'm not gonna parent anybody because i know i would be like what (laughs) i would be like (laughs) kelly's just doing motions and i'm like but explain to the listeners what that would be like Kelly. Uh, no i'm just never gonna be a parent i'm not emotionally equipped for it no same I mean, I've got a jewel. That's enough for me to take care yeah, of. Yeah, I have a cat who's like a full-on psychopath. So, between that, we're busy busy. We're busy girls. <laughs> busy girls. Oh god, lord in heaven. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I had a weird week. Um <laughs> I well, what I don't know. I'll just talk about it cuz whatever. This yeah. is our podcast and we can do what we want. Um, we contain multitudes as I am large. I am large. I contain multitudes. Um, I, um, a friend of mine and, uh, comedian, uh, died this week unexpectedly. And it's been really awful. Um, obviously. And, uh, yeah, it's been very weird, but on top of it uh it just was a really funny thing that I found out about it while I was bartending, which is just like a very like fucking fu- it was f- it's not funny, but in the moment yeah. it was just like, "Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me." And where I work, I'm by myself, so it wasn't like I could like Yeah, like I got to step off the floor. Yeah, I was like just like saw a text message, read it, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god." And then <clears throat> And then I only did this once, thank God, but I was just obviously, like, in shock. So I, like, had this look on my face when I turned around, and, like, a guy was, like, trying to get my attention to get something to drink, and I walked over to him. I don't even know what my face looked like, but it obviously was, like, (laughs) shock. And he was like, uh, are you okay? And I was like, um... You know, I got I got some weird news. Um, you know, my friend just died. So, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I was like, "Yeah." So, um, but what can I get you?" And it was just like it was just like really, but it's like obviously like I should have not said that, but in the moment, you're just like especially if someone asks, you know what I mean? But I was like, um, but then, you know, and like a testament to how close you can get with people you work with. I immediately, like one of the first people I texted was my manager who wasn't there. And I was like, Hey, this just happened. I don't really know what to do. Um, I don't know if I can be here for the rest of my shift. Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, I'm getting in a car and I'm coming over and like, no questions asked. She just came and hung out with me for the rest of my shift. And it was like, I don't know what I would have done, you know? And, like, it was just a really, like, cool moment of, like, remembering that I, like, that you do get really close with people you work with in the service industry, and, like, they are, for better or for worse, your friends and your coworkers. But in those moments, you know, it can really make all the difference. So, um, yeah, anyway, so... It's been a rough week, but, um, everyone, uh, you, you remember the community you have both like with comedians and with, um, uh, restaurant people. So yeah, it was good in the end, but, um... And then also I noticed my my grieving while I was grieving. I was also like at someone's house the night we all found out. And I was like, okay, so guys, we aren't putting the beers in the fridge. They are getting warm. Okay, we need it. <laughs> and then there was like a bottle of Campari that someone They're like, yeah, we've been roasting everyone who brought this Campari. I was like, actually, this is really because they want a Campari soda. They're really good. Like I'll make that. I was like bartending for the, it was just really funny. Um, anyways, but that's it. and that's it thank you and that's it goodbye um yeah yikes anyways you never know uh yeah you never fucking know yeah but um and i will say last thing about it it's just been a funny i guess i always look at everything through the like we both do the lens of like being in the service industry but after the funeral we all went to a bar and like it was like 60 people in black coming into a bar on St. Patrick's Day, which is like the weirdest like juxtaposition. And the bartenders were like, oh my God. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I know what this is like. And they're like, no, we are so glad to be here for you guys. And they were like the sweetest, like the bartenders at Old Stanley's in Bushwick, they were just like the sweetest, most understanding. I don't know what I would have been like, honestly. I would have been like, Call ahead, you fucking assholes. Eh. But they were like, No, your friend seemed like he was so loved and like they were just like really sweet and gave us like free drinks and they just made it like again, like you can really do a lot in if you're a bartender or server to like help somebody and I forget that sometimes. Yeah, totally. But you can really like make someone feel I don't know, you can just you can do a lot, I guess. I'm not being very eloquent about it, but that's okay. Yeah. Anyways. That's not your responsibility. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, be nice to people because they might die. That is so wise. You know, that is so wise. I read that somewhere. <laughs> be nice to people because they might die. Yeah. In fact, they will die. I mean, I don't think I will, but, um, you know, who knows? It c- could mm-hmm. happen. We Unlikely. Haven't, we haven't told her. We haven't told <laughs> Folks, we haven't told her. <laughs> oh, my God anyways um it's gonna be a hard pivot but let's talk about sorry i was yawning this i'm sorry kelly am i boring you with my grief i'm just kidding kelly's sick it's okay um um also like i just i didn't get a good night's rest my dang cat keeping me up you gotta take uh some cold medicine yeah i should probably take medicine it's the best i don't really take medicine i know it's so annoying t- that you're like that to me i think it's not you gotta take pills man yeah i don't uh well my mom is a doctor and so like she it's your form of rebellion to not it's take... not even my form of rebellion is like she because she's a doctor she's like medicine's way over prescribed and she's like like very often she was just like you yeah no I mean my mom would be like don't take antibiotics but I'm talking about yeah over I mean, the counter yeah like she would just be like it's a cold you have a cold right now it's gonna it's yeah. gonna pass like you're not gonna die don't but let's just make our lives comfortable is what I'm saying yeah I mean that's like smart <laughs> I don't know uh, but um, anyway yeah, I, don't, I don't take I like cause I also very rarely get sick but then when I do I don't treat it at all well if you don't ever get sick when you do get sick it's really bad that's how it works Yeah. With your body, because you're not susceptible. Like, you're strong enough to fight off the smaller colds, so when you do Uh, get really sick, you get really sick. Yeah. What I heard. Anyways, folks, this (laughs) week we are talking about Mario Batali. Batali Incorporated. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following this, but he just renounced his whole stake in all of his restaurants. He's divesting completely from all of his restaurants and uh, unsure if he from like Italy, there's a couple things that he's still not out of. No, I think you Italy. I think was the first that he really was out of. they stopped immediately stopped selling his products. And I think immediately began, huh? I thought there was a couple other things, but I could be wrong. Um, but yes, he's one of the, he's the main dude who is like, well, cause he, I think the accusations against him were like, Truly agree, like went up to like full on sexual assault and rape. But I thought against Ken Friedman, it was like sort of. I guess it wasn't the same. I think he was a harasser who abetted. Right, right, right. Just a general dirt bag. Yeah, he was like, like a classic eighties groper. Where he was like, come to my house, and then like girls would pass out, and he'd be like, "What? Yeah, he was like, oh, who's the guy in James Spader?" Oh yeah, James Spader, such a hot, terrible guy. I don't. I mean, I think in reality he's regular. No, yeah, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> no. James Spader stands. We are not. We're not hating on your man. No, we just like yeah, he's plays the shithead character. He's a he's a Massachusetts guy. Oh, Boston boy, Boston boy, my my man James. Um, anyways, I think if we're talking about it like, um, Mari Batali's like a Jax. And Ken Friedman's like a Tom Schwartz for my Vanderpump heads. I hate that you just did that. Was that resonant? But I do love it. (laughs) I hate and love. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, so I I read a couple articles and I, I actually was not super familiar. Like I obviously knew who Mario Batali is and was. But, I mean, like, I, did, I didn't I yeah. did know, like, um, I mean, I've never been to one of his restaurants. I've never seen him on TV. Like, I've never had, like, any I'm of, trying to think if I... I don't think I've been to any of his restaurants. Um, He is one of the ugliest men I've ever seen in my life. He is and, so hideous. And I get that that was, like, his shtick was, like, Orange Crocs, big fat guy, but it's, like... Dude, it is. I can't believe someone like that flourished in New York city. Like it's an abomination. It's also like, I get when you're like the anti stylized, but it's like when you're that wealthy, it's like, get a fucking stylist, get hair plugs, get fucking surgery, get surgery. Everyone else is doing I mean, it. Jesus. It's like, it's insulting to me that you wouldn't do that because if I had a tiny amount of that money, I would be the hottest person alive. Yes. That's how it works. Jesus. injections <laughs> here I come! I can't fucking wait. That, why do you think I sign up for health insurance? Yeah, light Botox all day long for Kelly and I yeah. soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not and it's like obviously, hot people, uh, sexual like commit sexual assault and rape all the time. But for whatever reason, when it is like a disgusting person inside and out, it's like so much more repulsive to me yeah you know what I mean? i'm i not even saying wait is that like problematic do you know what no I, mean? I don't think that's it's like problematic. more villainous even like do you know what i mean yeah well i think it's he's so like menacing and like yeah. and like this weird fucking it's presence just like it's particular i mean i think it's just like it's a classic perv it's like that he would go to like young women yeah who are like beautiful like to be a server at the spotted pig you can't there are no dogs running around there yeah it's like that's part of it is like being hot and selling the hot image of that like restaurant. And that like, you're supposed to create the illusion that you're like partying with the guests. And then it's like a classic perv, this old fat man who's like pawing at you. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, Yeah. So he's out entirely. And it's interesting too, because at least as of December of last year, 2018, he was like, the New York times published an article that was about him, like trying to stage a quiet comeback. Yeah. And then now cut to like three months later and it's like, he's completely, and maybe he's still working on those things, but clearly like his business partners were like, not with us, my guy. Which is which is insane. I feel like that is I mean, because we're dealing with this new, you know, I mean, it's not a new problem, but it's a new reaction because it's a new landscape. Yeah, exactly. So like, but I'm like, it's impressive to me. I think so too, because it's also like in like part of what they said in that article in December is like that they were like, yeah, like certain places have slowed down, but they're like certain places not at all. Like, cause he owns so many restaurants. Like there's like his oldest one has a Michelin star and they're like, hasn't slowed down at all. Because... Yeah. I mean, he was one of those chefs that was like the main attraction of like, like they were saying like in a lot of restaurants, it's like the servers or the bartenders who are like the star of the show. And they're like, you know, the fun, cool people. I mean, like, I don't want to say us, but, mm-hmm. um, but us, and, for itself. <laughs> um, but with him, it was like, he was there. He was like, out on the floor, he was drinking till four a.m. He was out like he was a presence. He was the brand. Like he was so much part of it. Yeah, you know, um, which is just can you ugh, can you imagine working in a place where you just have to deal with like a celebrity chef like sexual assault? No. Like that is a fucking nightmare. You, they, I bet you they made so they had to have been making so much money. I'm sure hand over fist. Yeah. I also read a quote by, like, a manager who (laughs) seemed like one of the worst fucking people. It was, like, a woman, and she was like, I mean, I guess we could have always, like, done more. I really didn't know what to do to protect my staff besides, you know, just putting one of the less attractive women or a man on a closing shift. I was like, um, excuse me? Yeah, like, that's, like, that's a quote you're giving to a fuck to, like, it was, like, Grub Street or something. I was like, fuck. You. That's also like, that's just so hideous. And like, the idea of like being cut, co- like building your schedule around this guy sexually harassing. Anyway, but what we didn't want to super rehash these allegations because like, what's interesting is that Mario Batali's out. Right. Like, where Ken Friedman, like, the whole, we've, we talked about Gabrielle Hamilton entering the deal with Ken Friedman and eventually she pulled out because he refused to stop taking a salary from the spotted pig. Right. And she was like, "No, dude, like you have to like give up some yeah. control." And he was like, "I won't." And like, I think Batali's a really interesting case where it could have just been a comeback. It could have been a comeback. It could have been we're just going to ignore it. We're going to pretend it yeah. didn't happen and wait till people forget, which is obviously what Ken Friedman is hoping for that like sales will go back Right. For the spotted pig as right. people stop caring. But Batali's like done. Yeah. In a major way. Which yeah. is it's really interesting. And like I think right after it happened, people were like, Well, what is the way forward? Um, it might be a recipe for pizza dough cinnamon rolls. Do you remember when he yeah. that was my favorite thing I've ever seen yeah. on the internet. Yeah, no, this man is operating with no PR firm, no stylist. Yeah, he's just tweeting out his apology for rape and then following it with a family-friendly cinnamon roll recipe, which was the best thing I've ever fucking seen as an that apology. Was I was like, weird. I am taking notes, Batali. This is beautiful. I love this. For when she has to apologize for like, jeweling into a child's face. <laughs> she has little recipe cards printed up. She's like, Sorry. my low cow artichoke dip you are going to love you're gonna flip (laughs) slap someone's that's what i'm gonna do too but it's also like i mean i bet you i bet you we have not seen the last of Vitali, and i'm sure that he will try to come back but i do think it's smart of him because he's an obvious like you know, either narcissist, sociopath, whatever, I'm sure he's like, okay, I've taken these considerations. I'm gonna fully back out, do my reparations, and then come back. I'm sure he thinks that, but it's interesting to me too. It's like <clears throat> like how do how do like serial sexual harassers learn a lesson is like there have to be material consequences. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen if you say like Yeah, you just keep doing the same shit, but, like, hopefully you learn a lesson. Yeah. It's, like, you gotta, like, have, like, catastrophic consequences for people to understand. Yeah. I mean, he left, too. Like, he left... Like, they were like, we don't know where he is. Did you read that? I think it was a Grub Street. They did a really long, in-depth piece. I thought it was really, really good. But basically, the reporter, like just tried to find Mario Batali. I heard that I read something that he was like at a farm that yeah. he owns in like Wisconsin. Yeah. He's like in the Midwest where I'm sure everyone's like, Hey man, we don't care. They don't have the accents like I that mean, he's in the Midwest. Literally going to be radicalized into a white nationalist. If he goes to like Michigan, Wisconsin area, which yeah. is sad. Ultimately, <laughs> I worry for his soul to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, I'm sure he has enough money for the rest of his life. If he did it correctly. Oh, he definitely does. Yeah, he so it's like does. whatever, man. But I think it's just I like that was something that I always was like. People were like, "Well, what do you want?" I was like, "I I think immediately those people should have their revenue cut off immediately." Yeah, no exit package, no pension, no fucking like nothing. Just cut it off immediately because like fuck them. Like, yeah, I'm like, do I think that? <laughs> I was like, that would suck. Put yourself in <laughs> Batali's Crocs for a second. I mean, I just... It's unacceptable. I no, just you're right. Like, it should be done. And it's like... I guess it should be... The question of like a comeback after that is more complicated. Yeah. I kind of feel like... Um, uh, I feel like if someone like you said, does cut off all of those, all of their revenue, all everything completely divest themselves. They take like, I don't know, five years or whatever, who knows how long it is. They maybe like actually go to like rehab. I don't know if they go to therapy, they go to stuff. I'm open to that and coming back, but with like, obviously like very harsh rules where like fuck up once you're done forever yeah you know i'm like i'm trying to contextualize it like i'm just trying to think of like what if it was like a college professor like would i ever be okay with them teaching again i mean i think people I who know. are used to those positions of power like are going to want to come back at any cost because like he had yeah. complete like the I amount just of power he had yeah i think that's what it is is that it's so tied up with the, like, the power... Like, you desire the power and you think the power grants you... Yeah. The right. And, like... Right. When you get that power back, that's going to come back with like, it. Yeah. It's, like, very intoxic It's, like... I mean, like, yeah AA, they say that, like, people, places, and things. Like, you can't go back to, like, your old bar and just not drink. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. 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 I don't know. It's complicated. Like, for me... For me, I think what I feel in my heart is that like a celebrity like Batali should not be able to make a comeback, but I think for like a, a chef, like if a chef was co- like fire, a non-celebrity chef. Okay, yeah. Like if my chef the like these allegations came to light and he left, like I do think he should be allowed to like make a living. Yeah, you know. Do you think Batali shouldn't be able to make a living? Yeah, because he has money. Right. Like, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think he should be able to, like, make more money now. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's just, like, how do you make the rules about, like, what, mo- what amount of money is enough for what person? That's tough. I mean, I publicly said I don't think anyone should have more than $700,000. <laughs> I've said that on this podcast. Okay. So that's it. Boom. Done. Solve $700,000. It's such a good number. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's it, um, yeah, I kind of I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of like, no, I'm not proud of Batali, <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on, <laughs> but I mean, obviously somebody I mean, I'm gonna give credit to somebody else other than him because I'm sure everyone else was like, No dude, you're out, like I'm sure he didn't want to do this, but the fact that he is. I mean, there probably was just so much pressure from his partners because he was so, like, involved with so many different projects that I'm sure it's just a money thing for everybody else. Like, it's not, like, a moral thing, obviously. Yeah. Which is, like, fucked up, but... Well, that's why I think it has to be about the money. Right. Because it's, like, there's no, like, guiding principle that's, like, undergirding this transformation. Of course. I mean, even, like, Me Too was, like, there was no... That was like a very moralizing movement. Yeah, it didn't have like some like moral weight behind no. it. It was just that people were like, guys are just afraid that they're going to get into a position where they can't have money anymore. Yeah, and that's they're gonna the get only. Sued, yeah, that's okay. the only reason they're not doing anything. Which, like, good. Yeah, sure. Be afraid of not having money. That's fine. If you don't fucking touch my ass because of that, yeah, that's great. Whatever. More power to you. I mean, I think. Yeah, I. So that speaks to your point of like going to therapy and like understanding like what, like why you're doing something and what damage it does cause. Yeah. Cause like, I think that there are definitely particularly men in positions of power that don't really understand like, like they have no understanding of like their behavior beyond just like that feels good now. Yeah. And it's like, what, like like why do you need that like immediate reward Mm -hmm. and like i do think especially like rich people have like i think we all have like fucked up like pleasure like our pleasure centers are so fucked up pleasure is a fucked up thing so yeah it's bad (laughs) i don't (laughs) like it it's bad (laughs) but it's like our like reward systems and our brains are so fucked up and like and that's what drives people to like drink and that's what drives people to gamble and that's what drives people to like have sex in destructive ways and i don't think i think like when it's like this bon vivant kind of like behavior you don't understand like why you're doing you know like yeah get him in treatment maybe he can understand i mean i do feel like people can change unless they are narcissists and sociopaths which is like yeah. so many people in power are those things and yeah. so that is tricky because i don't think they can ever change yeah so yeah sociopaths it's like that's the that's thing. just that's, that's the their thing. brain yeah that's how they work um it's hard because i think like you have like to get famous you have to have like an element of that uh yeah, yeah. like yeah. You have to be a crazy person yeah it's hideous that's why we're down here at the bottom of the barrel <laughs> just two genuine souls <laughs> two sensitive artists, just trying to share ourselves with the people not getting diddly squat. Just kidding. We're getting you and we love you all. We love you. <laughs> no, we do though. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, what's hard about it is like, because Well, okay. I'll say this is hard for me because I don't want the restaurant industry to change, and I've, like, worked at places where, like, they've taken away staff drinks because they want, like, everyone to try to, like, act right, and they've, like, done certain things to try to, like, curtail, like, some of the, like, rollicking behaviors of the restaurant industry. Lame. Yeah, and I don't like that. (laughs) So it's, like, hard for me because it's, like, I'm, I'm sympathetic to, like, how hard it would be to, like, come back to the restaurant industry and be, like, okay, so, like, I'm the one thing that has to change, but I also want that to be the one thing that changes. Yeah, totally. I want it to still be like hard partying and fun. And I still want people to like fuck around with each other. That's cool. Yeah. But like, just do it consensually and be like nice and normal. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. totally. What if they, what if Batali's punishment was that he had to lose a hundred pounds and then <laughs> <laughs> this is Lillian's like, she's like, What if, like, um, suddenly, like, there was like some sort of law that everyone had to be like um, super hot? I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing here. I'm I'm spitballing. She's like, no one can. It's like, no one can weigh above 150 pounds. I don't know. This is um just an idea I have. (laughs) No, I'm just like, okay. So he has to like give up one of his loves food. and then he also has to go like um, speak to like public high schools or something like really demoralizing where like no one will give a shit. like, do you know what I mean? like assembly mm. like he has to go to assemblies where like no one will pay paying attention and all the cool kids will just roast him. you know That would be cool. I will say I have a friend who's like d- designing a curriculum for the Portland um, DOJ to it's like a cooking curriculum for incarcerated people. Yeah. So they can like it's like to Yeah, build skills so you build, can yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that could be That could be good. Yeah. I mean I was just being I was mean. I was joking yeah, around. But like there's like things that you can do like or like yeah, just have him like the thing is is like I feel like like the impulse when you look at someone in a position of power, even if they've been taken out of that position of power, it's hard to like think of them as powerless of course Well so it's like yeah. i'm like why doesn't he mentor people it's like he, he needs doesn't to well, be yeah, mentored exactly yeah well i mean the tension the attention is what begets the power yeah. what begets the abuse it's of hard. power yeah it's hard it's I, fucking so, hard i don't know yeah i don't know either but we'll find out what we haven't seen the last this <laughs> batali guy this, batali this little scamp um no maybe we a- should do like a like the what do they people say? The inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. What? But what? Do, they don't say inmates in an they asylum. They say the patient, the, the crazies, the cuckoos, the, <laughs> whatever PC term people are using. <laughs> whatever the pe- cuckoo, whatever you PC police. Like he needs to go to like a women's prison, but let them teach him. Oh, that would be beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful idea. <laughs> i don't know is that a plot line on orders the new black yet yes, yes call me is, yes <laughs> netflix me call. call me on the cancel. i think it's canceled okay. by me <laughs> it's canceled i canceled that um yesterday i said that gwen stefani was canceled <laughs> when we were at a bar grieving our friend i was like actually she's canceled Gwen stefani is so lucky that that term didn't exist yeah she sucks she's i love listen i love no doubt as B-A-N-A-N-A-S. much as i mean she's ultimately so fucking lame i think that was the first arena style concert that i saw oh interesting black eyed peas opening for gwen stefani Wolfenstein. i mine was sting so a little bit different whoa <laughs> that's crazy yeah he took his shirt off i was like seven years old i was like what is happening you're like what am i feeling what am i yeah what is that with my dad <laughs> sting it doesn't have a shirt on i don't Isn't know it weird when like little kids like do have these like amorous like <laughs> like they're like sexual adjacent feelings with their children yeah you know, kids have that all the time where they're like
1: i was like, so <laughs> beautiful
0: <laughs> I can't understand. I was like in love with the Fox from Robin Hood, even though he was, you know, the animal, that's a class, the animal crushes. I mean, I still am. He is fucking, (laughs) he is hot. That is the centering of Lillian's (laughs) politics. She's like, you steal from the rich to give to the poor. Yeah. Okay. From childhood. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's that's how complicated my (laughs) thoughts get. May I mention Robin Hood? Okay. Enough said. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Go to a DSA meeting. <laughs> um, so I've had a crush on Robin Hood since I was like four years old. So so I don't want to say that. Um, kind I of mean, an authority in this space. I feel like I did rip on the DSA semi unintentionally at the live show, but I don't take it back. So it's fine. No, I know. But a lot of people there were about to woo. And then I was like, yeah, Rose. OK, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rose Twitter. No, it's fine. You guys are doing your best. Um. no speaking of the live show was so fun and thank you to everybody who came out Yeah, we hope you liked listening to that episode and that it wasn't too painful for those who weren't in attendance yeah we couldn't we both have not listened to that episode yeah, because we we're terrified. afraid to but I had a lot of fun and Gertie was great everyone should go there if you live in New York mm-hmm. um, or not come visit well yeah yeah both Um, and it was I just I had a real blast and it was like such good vibes and uh, it was like a fun party which is exactly what we wanted yeah you know? I was thinking about just the other day they had corn dogs there i was like i could go for a corn dog right i would love a corn dog and a cocktail it hit a spot i didn't know needed hitting that's what i said i said this is really smart because i was like it's food that you would crave if you thought about it but you you aren't thinking about it but it's just like gertie's doing the thinking for us thank you thank you gertie (laughs) um i will also say one quick thing um and i don't think it's you know what? I just want to nip it in the bud, and I don't think it'll be a thing in the future. But if it is, I don't want it to be. So, not any specifics, but um, because Kelly and I are two different people, it uh, you know we'll say that um, we it could happen that somebody would say, oh, I love. Kelly so much. I love Lillian. They're my favorite one of FOH. And that's totally fine. You can like the yin more than the yang. I might say, think about how the yin and the yang work together. And Mm. that is great. But say you have a favorite, that's fine. Um, I will say you don't need to tell us while we're together that you do have a favorite. It's just weird because Kelly and I love each other and we think... The other one's great, and that's why we're doing this, and we don't want to fucking... Yeah, it's ultimately not a compliment, because we love each other, so, like, it Mm. doesn't feel good. No, yeah, it feels bad for both of the people involved, so, you know, it's fine to have a favorite. You wouldn't do it to your parents. Yeah, exactly. That's I I mean, that's a hurtful thing for a child to do, and that's what you are if you do that, so... I mean, I've told my mom she's my favorite. But I don't think in front of my dad. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, I mean, my par- dad <laughs> you didn't sit your parents. You didn't sit your parents down. You're like, I just want to say, all these years, uh, I do have a favorite. My dad knows. He's yeah, not an idiot. You <laughs> 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 can put that up, put it together. Would you say that you're the mom or the dad of the podcast? I feel uh, like we're both dads. Yeah, I think we're both dads. Yeah. Okay. I was just checking. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> cra- that's a crazy question. Um. from childhood i've always related to men characters in movies more yeah i know well that's fucked up about our world yeah i I mean i thought you were gonna say about me i was like no 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 never yeah we're i'm a little bit part bro and you know yeah i i mean i one thing that i liked about being in a relationship the one thing maybe um was that I was like, it's fun to subvert gender expectations because I'm the dirtbag with a podcast. Yeah, that's nice. my ex was like a handsome, nice man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's up, fuckers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. Yeah, I kind of feel that same dynamic. Yeah. Um... But that said, obviously, we love you guys. And, and, are, and we are beautiful. And sorry, we, that said, we are beautiful. That said, I'm sorry, we are gorgeous <laughs> and uh, infallible. And uh, please treat us as such. Um, and, wi- and women. And women first. And we deserve chivalry. <laughs> okay. I do expect you to tell me I'm hot every <laughs> single time you see me. Open doors for me. <laughs> um, anyways, that's just a little guide on dealing with fandom. Mm. You know? That's all. That's it. Just a guidebook. Um, but it was really fun and we felt uh really supported and it was awesome. Yeah. And um, we do have a Patreon. If you guys, some people were like, "Do you have a Patreon?" I was like, "We stopped talking about it, but we still do yeah, it." We kind of gave up on we it. We kind of get, but we do have great. We do we do create content for it, but we have we've stopped plugging it. We stopped plugging it, but you should do it. It's it's you know you can donate whatever amount, and uh, we do d- like even dumber stuff than we do on the podcast yeah. for our patrons. L- it's Lucy Goose. It's real Lucy Goose. There's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. The Metal- Madeline McCann documentary. Oh yeah, we can that talk about. There's a lot of stuff Stuff that we could get through. That could be huge. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, you can find that on Patreon. Just look up the podcast and then Patreon, sorry. And then, um, yeah. And then if you do want to just, uh, review, I'm like a review or subscribe or all that stuff, that always helps us. I know we say it, but it really does help. Yep. Hitting that, hitting that five star because we've been getting some four and three stars, which I do appreciate because it means people we don't know are listening, but. You know, but still, but still give us five stars. Thank um, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much. As always. As always. We love you. All right. Goodbye. Bye.